0: This is Oni's On Opa's, a fan podcast where we discuss all our favorite aspects of Korean dramas, most especially our K-drama boyfriends, a.k.a. Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, a.k.a. Oni's. I am Suzy. And I am Lynn. and I have a surprise for you this (gasps) time, Suze. Surprise? I'm I'm springing a secret new segment on you. What is it? Well, last time, at the beginning of our last episode, you had suggested that we should express our thanks to some of the people who have contributed to this journey. And I thought that that was su- such a great idea and honestly long overdue at that point. And I thought we should start every episode saying thanks for some of the people that make this show possible. And it gives me an opportunity, because I can't have a segment without giving it a theme and a name. (laughs) Another thing that I have learned in my Korean drama journey is if you've watched more than two or three dramas, you have indubitably seen people, or heard people say before they're going to eat, jamukismida, which means roughly, I mean, literally translates to, I will eat it well, uh, but more accurately is thanks to the, to those who have provided the food, right? uh, uh, An acknowledgement of provision for those who have made the food or provided the food. Mm -hmm. And so this is our new, Jamakizmidan, thank you people who have provided the stuffs for us to make this podcast. Now, I can't remember if if I said this last week or not, so I'll say another one if I already said this. You'll have to tell me. But I really love... I, I did say this. I'm sure I said this last time about the Vicky Subbers. I mean, you have
1: mentioned them in more than one occasion because they are yes. the best.
0: They are the best. They are the best. So they are the best. It's all okay right. to well, mention them again. Just to I'm emphasize going to that. to mention them again. Yes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> first of all, I love how the Vicky Subbers always have some cheeky name for the team of subbers who work on a drama. Delightful. That is right up my alley. Uh, Secondly, I love how they provide... Context information, for those of us who are not Korean, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And my favorite example of this of all time was in the drama Huarong <laughs> when they went into, like, all this background information mm-hmm. about... I won't go into it right now, but it was so delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say that for that reason, if there is a drama available, the same drama is available on Netflix and on Viki, I will almost always choose Vicky because the subs just add to the experience. So, Mm kamsahamida, Vicky Subbers, sarange. We love you. Finger hearts. Finger hearts, Vicky Subbers. (laughs) Um, So, is there anyone that you would like to thank for for providing the food that we will feast on in today's episode, (laughs) Suze? I mean...
1: Is it weird to say thank you to my parents for going to church at uh, such a strange time <laughs> of day Jan- <laughs> to provide me with quiet time uh, to record? I mean, <laughs> I don't
0: think, I don't think that that's weird at all. I think we're both thankful for you to have a quiet apartment because that's not always the case
1: I mean even with them gone it's still like not that quiet of an apartment sometimes but okay well I will thank you mom and dad for um, going to church in the (laughs) middle of the afternoon on a Sunday and providing us with quiet time to record
0: Bring your hearts, bring Sunday. your hearts, mom and Hola, dad, appa. <laughs> Delightful. Well, now that we have uh, thanked some of the providers, Suze, what have you been watching this week? Okay. Well, since the last time we
1: talked, I had finished while you were sleeping. A mm-hmm. new favorite. Love it so much.
0: Hey.
1: I do not really have any notes it. It is delightful. I think the storytelling is very tight. Um, I thought they did a really good job connecting all the dots that they put in there. And so everything Mm. sort of circled back or connected well. And then the end really, you know, wrapped up also really well. And last time I did mention how I It looks like I really love shows that have a trio at the helm. So Mm. here we are with another one of that. You know, the other one Mm -hmm. was Startup, and then I remember the other one is True Beauty, which I Mm -hmm. really liked. Um, So yeah, I highly recommend. Everyone's performance is really, really great in it. I mean, my (laughs) opa. Jung Hae, I mean, literally,
0: like, every time he's on
1: screen, I'm just like, huh, ah, hello.
0: Well, I feel like he's <laughs> especially swoony in that one, oh, too. Oh, my goodness, I don't, yes. you know, yes. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like, like, he's not one of my official opas, but even I, you know, really mm-hmm. get it in that one big time. Yeah,
1: his character was really just, as a second male lead, as it were, you know, I'm like, this is, like, ideal, this is mm,
0: yeah, ideal yeah.
1: behavior, ideal, like, the three of them, really, their friendship was really great. Yeah. There was no, like, stupid, whatever, arguments in the middle, you know. Right. Just,
0: right. Mm, so good.
1: Really. And they're, like, really
0: slightly lucky. petty, but in a hilarious way. Yeah. And not, I mean, like, legit petty.
1: Right. They're just, like, being, like, brotherly petty. <laughs> like yeah. Like, you and your brother, you know. Uh, yeah. So, I, oh, just super like this is on a must watch list for me like everyone should watch this this is such a good one this is like i think up there with startup for me just how how like good it is really yeah everything like i never didn't believe whatever was happening you know i think um the writers just did like an incredible job you know putting it together and making it make sense you know and like the big twist was just like (laughs) <laughs> I did not. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know that I didn't even consider it, but I definitely did not see it coming when it came. I
0: was like, excuse me this whole time. Yeah.
1: What? Uh.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't. I also, when I watched it was completely taken aback by that revelation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, and I mean, it was so satisfying. Oh yeah. I just love it. Oh yes. I love that show. Hmm perfect
1: so good yeah so i finished that on a sunday and so the monday was a holiday and i was like i need to watch something but i don't know what and i was like well let's let's continue with my jung hae in journey (laughs) (laughs) let me just spend some more time with that opa this weekend so i decided to watch dp which is short it's a six episode you know, every episode is like less than an hour or two. So yeah. I finished it that day.
0: Like Oh and that's <laughs> not a way to spend a holiday though, Seuss. I
1: Lord. mean, yes, it it was not
0: okay, so folks, it is
1: very good, but it is very brutal. And brutal my K drama, K pop friends, if you're concerned about your opas in the military currently don't watch this. <laughs> Do
0: not watch this Don't show. watch this. No. Don't, no. Don't watch
1: this. This is, it is all no. about terrible things that happen when you're doing your military yeah. duty. So just, yeah. no. Nope.
0: just don't, just don't. And it's, it'll still be there know. when they're out in two years. Mm-hmm. Just watch it after that. You know. It's, no worries.
1: Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's, it's dramatized, whatever, who knows how much truth is in it, but. Oof. You don't want to imagine it. That's, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, it's, woo. it's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. It is so good. Oh, these performances were so good. But, oh man, not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of literal blood. (laughs) It is, it is gory, bloody, brutal. But it was very, it was very good. I'm not sorry. I watched it, of course. Every, I mean, it was. A really, really good tight thing, and I you know I don't know the name of this the other his partner in the in the show. oh yeah, <clears throat> I thought he was
0: really good really <laughs> amazing. I really, He's amazing I really
1: enjoyed yeah. his performance in that, and so I'm you know, I'm of course gonna see the second season when it comes out this year. I'm really looking forward
0: to it because the end is a bit of a hmm yeah cliffhanger i mean it's no drama world too but it's not super wrapped up either
1: yeah it's definitely uh like oh what is gonna happen next after this thing happened we need to know kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah um
0: so that was good
1: but you know (laughs) won't be revisiting
0: (laughs) No, no, not a rewatch. And no, then no. as of right
1: now, I am like half an hour, 20 minutes away from the end of Good Manager, which <laughs> I don't know if this happened to you too on this show. I think it happened to you on another show, maybe, but I thought it was 16. And then it was oh, 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yesterday I was like, oh, I'm going to finish this. And 16 comes off like, wait a minute. We are nowhere near yeah. the wrap up of this end. show. Yeah. 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 So, but. I think I'm close enough to claim that I've seen it. You know, like all the important things have oh, been yeah. wrapped up or whatever. But I will say that I really like this show. I don't love it because I did mm. get bored in the middle. I think mm-hmm. there was a bit too many back and forth with the different like scenarios that happen the little little battles they have to like go through right right. i thought there was one too many and it was like also (laughs) i mean it's about accounting (laughs) right so i was just like Mm." (laughs) so i like fell asleep a little in the middle there um and i felt like the little victories that they had were less significant than like the blowbacks that they got so results and sometimes the results of those little battles are just sort of narrated instead of like here's the end here's like the climax of Mm. that thing and so i'm just kind of like okay so i guess that's done like sometimes i'm like not sure what happened (laughs) so anyway i do like it a lot you know i do like this kind of show where you're trying to correct injustices and you have a little team like working together that's doing it um i really love that kind of thing but um i thought the middle lost me a little bit and so this is another show that could have been 16 probably instead of 20 um yeah. but i did enjoy it for the most part so i would recommend
0: yeah i mean i think you have to watch it is worth watching even just a little bit just because Nam Gung-min is so oh, delightful yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he like, even if nothing else in that show worked, he's just so yeah. great yeah. with that crazy character. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is
1: really, really good in this. And, you know, every time Jun-ho is on screen, I perk up a little bit. I go like... You're not a great character here, but I enjoy watching you. I mean, he has some nice yeah. suits in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks good. He does look good. And this show brought to you by Papa John's. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so much pizza. So much breadsticks. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot and, about all the pizza and, and breadsticks.
1: At one time, they were eating chicken wings at home. And I saw it was Papa John's, and I was like, "All right, Papa John's,
0: really Mm -hmm. bringing it." (laughs) I mean, they paid some money. They They did money. They got their money's worth. Yep. So,
1: yeah. So that's pretty much what I watched from since the last time we talked. What about you, Lynn? That's plenty.
0: Well, Susie. Yes. I believe last time we spoke, I was still experiencing my hangover after Familiar Wife, Mm -hmm. and it really lingered. I have to say, I felt very restless after that just because I loved it so much. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, and I couldn't decide what I wanted to watch. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to commit to going on some speed dating. I'm just going to go on some Mm. first dates Mm -hmm. and see. Uh, I ended up going on seven first dates, which... I decided to stop at seven because of that uh, Lati marketing show that's <laughs> on YouTube about the seven first yes! kisses with all the opas. Uh, which, if you're listening to this and you have not watched this, uh, just look up seven first kisses. So delightful on YouTube. It is so, so delightful. I mean, it's an hour and a half long commercial for Lati, duty free. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares? It has all the all the opas. It is completely delightful. Anywho, mm-hmm. so. I went on seven. Here's a an overview of my seven first dates. Uh, in I put them in order from oldest to newest, and then at the end I'm gonna a- ask you where you think I landed. Okay. 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 So first we have Hotelier from 2001, mm-hmm. over 20 years old. Uh, Which is technically my second date, because I had seen the first episode already, but I knew even at the time that I watched the first episode Mm -hmm. that I wasn't committing to it right then. So I watched the second episode, still not committing to it. The plot seems to rely too much on adult people behaving childishly. And, like, not, you know, things that could be resolved if people just, like, listened to the other person talking instead of storming off. And that I'm like, I'm no, no, thank you, not right now. So I mean, uh-huh. I'm not saying I'll never go back to it, but I wasn't ready to commit to that. Uh, second from uh-huh. 2005, My Girl, with Lee Dong Wook, Lee, Lee Jun Ki. The female lead is Lee Da Hee, and also one of the things that sold me on watching this for a first date was the fact that Huang Bo Ra uh-huh. is one of the. Uh, peripheral characters one of the sport characters because i love her she's hilarious uh they're all babies <laughs> yes, they, are. they all yes. have oh. like chubby <clears throat> cheeks i mean huang Bara yeah. legit yeah. looks 15 I mean, years she's old
1: really young oh before before you continue sorry i just i need to correct you <laughs> sorry i just need to correct you it's Li Dahei oh who is because lee he is the one from the search of Oh, so. well, yes.
0: Thank you. And I have Lee Dahe written down. And I said Lee Dahe, Lee Lee I'm da sure, because yeah. of search W.W. <laughs> so thank you for that correction. Uh-huh. Lee Dahe, who is <laughs> super delightful. Yeah. We have not met before. But I did mm-hmm. not have high expectations mm-hmm. for this first date. Because I thought it was going to be, you know, it's from 2005. And it's a rich guy poor girl story like i thought that lee jung wook was going to be super terrible no. <clears throat> he's not super terrible he's actually like pretty nice so this show i would describe as uh, mm. curtain call which i recently watched crossed with mm. my lovely samsoon mm-hmm. <laughs> because although i mean i i say samsoon because that's the one that i've seen but i also think that that is a trope from this era of dramas where there's the terrible <clears throat> ex-girlfriend who returns from abroad and wants <clears throat> to get back together. Right. That's <clears throat> that's what I'm referencing is because that's the, that's yeah. what I associate mm-hmm. that with is uh, is Sam Soon. But that's what's uh-huh. happening in my girl is the terrible ex-girlfriend returns from abroad. Times the, like, person pretending to be the long-lost grandchild yeah. of the chafe. Like, but definitely played more for laughs in My Girl. My Girl is not serious in tone. Uh, Lee joon is, like, playboy extraordinaire. He's in the... The first time we see him, he's, like, getting chased out of an Italian <laughs> villa with his pants around <laughs> his ankles, essentially. Not literally, but... <coughs> Uh mm-hmm. it's just real goofy. Um, but okay. I actually really okay. enjoyed it. So there's there's my girl third from twenty thirteen, even though it feels older than that. Uh goo family book or as it's called on Vicky mm-hmm. Kong Chi The Beginning. Which, this was the longest of the first dates because it was actually three episodes to, to be a first date. And I'll tell you why. Because <coughs> this is a 24-episode epic question mark uh, about a character of legend. This, like, half-gumiho, half-human character of legend. And... So the whole first two episodes are all Mm. backstory. Like the leads in this series do not even appear Mm. until the third episode, which is why I felt like, all right, well, I need to at least stick with it until the people who are going to be in it the whole (laughs) time show up (laughs) to know whether I'm going to like it or not. Um, But I mean, I was pretty much excited about this once I saw who was in it, because it's uh-huh. all friends. I mean, all uh-huh. of the main people are friends. Lee Gi is Kang Chi. Bei Suzy is our female lead. Yu Yeon Suk is the second male lead. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it so far. It has a lot of friends, does not seem to have a lot of shenanigans but you know it's early days yet so who knows all right now coming more into the modern era i had a a first date with one spring night at long last which i mean i knew i was gonna love that because hey and opa and my current girl crush hanji min who i love so much um susie's (laughs) doing finger hearts we both super love them and so far, hmm. I mean, I know I'm going to love this drama. But uh one reason why I didn't continue with it right then is I I wasn't necessarily feeling the mm. melancholy, sort of the melancholy nature of it, it hmm. has a very melancholy vibe and I just wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. in the mood for that <laughs> right right then. Also subconsciously, I might have been like Ji Min, why are you not in Familiar (laughs) Wife anymore? I mean... Um, (laughs) I know, they can't go on forever, but I just really love that one. Uh, But I will say, now that I've... This this will be the third thing that I've seen her in, not counting a short film that I watched with her and Park young Shik Uh on uh, YouTube. But I think she was so well cast... From what I can tell so far in One Spring Night, because in the other things I've seen her in, she always plays these very upbeat, you know, full of life characters. That's one of the things that really works really well in Familiar Wife, too, is at the beginning, her character is not like that at all. And then you sort of see as the series goes on, how the circumstances in the beginning of the series are what has caused her to be Mm -hmm. not like her true self. And then One Spring Night feels like kind of the same thing, you know, because if you've seen her in other things, you know how she usually is. And at the beginning of One Spring Night, she just seems like a person who's a shell of who she Mm -hmm. could be. Um, You know, she very much reminded me of Friends I have known Who have been with Somebody who was not a good person for them To be with or who were were In a job that was mm-hmm. not a good job for them To be in or you know some circumstances Like that that they just are not Not the, their full selves so um, Anyway I know I'm really going to love that when I When I go back to it Did a first date with Hyena starring Kim hye uh, Susie has also watched some of this drama yeah. and mm-hmm. it's hilarious it's so fun. <laughs> it's real fun. it's real fun. Um, again, I know I'm gonna really enjoy this drama when I eventually go mm-hmm. back to it, but it just again didn't feel like the yeah. tone that I was looking mm-hmm. for right then because it's a real specific mm-hmm. tone. Mm-hmm. This one, well, I mean, Susie can see my notes, so it's not going to surprise her from that standpoint. But the fact that I <laughs> that I went into it, uh, "Happiness" from 2021 with my opa Park Young shik also Han Hyo Joo, who I know from I've not seen any of her dramas, mm-hmm. um, but I know her from the movie of True Beauty. No, not which True is, Beauty. You know, similar. Not true beauty, beauty, beauty inside. inside. <laughs> beauty inside. I always get. Susie yeah, knows this. Yeah. I always get true beauty and beauty inside. And my ID is Gangnam yeah. Beauty. I always get confused. Uh, I mean, I think I know which one is Gangnam Beauty at yeah. this point, but true beauty and beauty inside, I always get confused. Okay, the movie of the beauty yeah. inside, she stars mm-hmm. in. Uh, so I know her from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing that really sold me, together with Parking Chick, the thing that really sold me ha- on watching Happiness was Joe Wu Jin, who, if you've seen Mr. Sunshine, he's Gwang Su. <laughs> Gwang Su. He's also Secretary Kim in Goblin. Yeah. I love him Aww. so much. And he plays a very ambiguous character oh. in mm-hmm. Happiness. But Susie will tell you Zombies are not my jam So I was real I mean I've been aware of this show Since it came out I think Since long uh-huh. before Park Young Chick was my OPA But uh, you know I finally decided to give it a try And then the last one My seventh first date Is Gauss Electronics Speaking of my OPAs <laughs> From 2022 st- Starring Kwak <laughs> And uh, Go Sung Hee, who is our friend from, I mean, Susie's probably seen her in other things, but the only thing I've seen her in was uh, while you were sleeping, as just discussed. Mm -hmm. So those were the seven first dates, Suze. Where do you think I landed? What do you think I jumped into? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you sort of have
1: said what your impressions are. And I think, (laughs) I mean, are you continuing with my girl? I think you really like that you said. But I wonder if happiness surprised you and you're like, I'm on happiness right
0: now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, unsurprisingly, you know me well, Suze. (laughs) Happiness did surprise Ah! me. It's real compelling. Mm -hmm. I feel like happiness is what the drama, the Han and Opa drama, which shall not be named, <laughs> could have been under other circumstances, you know, if they had put zombies in that drama. <laughs> because um, it's the same kind of like fishbowl, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, people being trapped yeah. together kind yeah. of thing. But it's not on Eleven the whole time. Okay, good. Park Young-shik and Han Hyo-joo have such great chemistry and such a great banter all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just really great. She is wonderful. Uh, I'm really loving it. But it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. not on 11 all the time, but it's on 11 some of the time. Yeah. So I am also uh tossing a little my girl in there neither one of them i mean as far as like feeling compelled to carry on with them mm-hmm. happiness is the one that i really want to like see what happens mm-hmm. but it's real intense mm-hmm. my girl not real intense mm-hmm. so you know I'm, I'm kind of switching it up between the two of those um, <coughs> and then and then probably the next one that i will go back to is one spring night so I feel like I want to say a little bit more about Gauss Electronics because I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes that I was like holding off Mm -hmm. until it was done. I was going to watch it because of Kwak Mm Dung That was actually the first of these these seven first dates. Mm. When I first finished Familiar Wife, I was like, well, I'm going to watch Gauss Electronics now. Hate is a strong word. (gasps) I'll just say... I really did not enjoy it. Oh no. It's it was not what I was expecting. It is very broad humor. Mm. Like very slapstick. Mm-hmm. Um the characters are real unkind. Mm. Like it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I was real disappointed
1: oh, in it. I'm sad for you.
0: I know how much I know. you I had was forward real, real sad. It. Yeah. Yeah, I was real, I was real sad because I'd been looking forward to, you know, Kwak Dung-Yun getting to star in Uh a thing, like being the main lead in a thing. Uh And also it's 12 episodes and I love a 12 episode drama because I feel like they very rarely have a lot of superfluous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that was actually the launching pad for all these first dates was because I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not watching that. What am I going to watch instead? And I sort of felt like, oh, I'll I'll check out some older things, which is why I, Mm -hmm. you know, did some of that. And so no regrets. But I do not see myself going back to gas electronics. Oh, well, that makes me
1: real sad for you. And real sad for myself because I was also looking forward to seeing it because the promos looked really funny and really fun. So, uh, that's too bad. But, well, this is a very eclectic... uh, (laughs) I mean, well done in terms of just choosing different eras and then also different genres. This is an amazing array of first dates that you have. Let me just comment a little bit on some of them so yeah please so Hotelier I have seen back in the day it's been a long time and I I think I remember liking it um because it wasn't as like tropey as some of the real makjang ones like it wasn't like too Mm -hmm. much like that and is about like people working in a hotel you know um so it was the first, well maybe not the first this is like the second kind of like workplace show that I've seen. The other one was all about Eve, which is about um, mm. um, broadcasters. So, uh, newscasters. Mm-hmm. Which is another classic, classic, classic one. I, I probably watched it mainly for Bae Young-jun. Because he was mm-hmm. you know, after Winter Sonata it was like Wow, (laughs) right but i have to say i don't super remember the plot um the main plot like what happens i know like who's in it and sort of like the love quadrangle that is happening but i don't really remember like what the specific like problems are other than maybe somebody owns the hotel i know the two work at the hotel i don't know Mm -hmm. i forget so is she the daughter of somebody who owns the hotel
0: like I know. no she's the daughter of uh one of the i think he's like on the board of the hotel but yeah. he's not mm-hmm. um miss yoon yoon ya jung is the owner of the hotel <clears throat> after her husband this is not a spoiler he dies in the first episode <laughs> uh yeah after he dies yeah and then the other female lead has to go to Las Vegas to mm-hmm. like try and retrieve the guy oh, right, right, and right. bring him back to manage the hotel. Mm-hmm. And the whole Las Vegas sequence is real painful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that that's what happened.
0: Uh well. Yeah. Okay, hotel. But you. that I mean, but I was I was willing <clears throat> to roll with the Las Vegas sequence because I knew it would be limited. I mean yeah. it was very yeah. reminiscent of the whole L.A. opening sequence, mm-hmm. first couple episodes of uh, Inheritors. Right, right. That's just, like, why? Uh, but I knew they'd be going back to Korea eventually, but then the whole plot is just, like, people being childish, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, not right now, Hotel Year, Yeah, okay. Um, I did see
1: My Girl relatively recently. It is delightful. I mean... Lida Hey, yeah, you've not met her before, right? I mean she is No sparkling. <laughs> she is mm-hmm. she is so good and she's done some really good stuff since. I mean, she has done some not good stuff as well, but it's not her fault. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not her fault. Um but yeah, these babies,
0: they're Oh my god the babies, yeah. Baby Legion <laughs> Key. Oh my god.
1: I mean he looks so different. And that hair yeah
0: that that hair, oh, that hair. Wow. <laughs> yeah 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 Lee Jung Wook actually shockingly does not look as different mm-hmm. as you would think for it being like 18 years ago I mean he looks shockingly similar he's
1: got a piece of that Dorian Gray portrait I don't know what yeah. happened to him but yeah yeah he does not look different than he did back then um yeah my girl I think I reasonably liked it I don't know if I said I loved it, but I did like it. Um, I haven't seen Goo Family Book, so I don't have a comment, but it is on my list to see. So um, I'm sure I'll visit it eventually.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, the the one, episode three, Mm -hmm. which is the first one that has, you know, the people who are actually in it was very enjoyable, I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to continue with it. Right.
1: And, I mean, One Spring Night... I'm very eager for you to get to it. I'm sure you will, but I'm just like I love this show a lot. I you know, not just cuz of yeah. our leads, but I think it's like a very it's a really good story and I think they portrayed the things that happen in it really well. And mm. it has a better parental situation slightly than what ha- something in the rain. Um yeah. It's kind of Even funny. one of the parents is the same. It's kind of funny. The mom is the same. <laughs> right. But she is totally. not the terrible one this time. No, she is like opposite of what she was. <laughs> yeah. But it does have kind of a not
0: good dad though. Yeah. But. But it has also other. I was like, oh, I'm real glad I didn't watch this right after something in the ring. Because it has like a lot of the oh, same. Oh, whiplash. Supporting... Like
1: <laughs> yeah. you just be like, yeah. what is happening
0: <laughs> i would have no i would yeah. have no hope yeah. of ever remembering which was which yeah
1: it is the same director it has the same rachel Yamagata ost you know mm-hmm. it has jung In again in it and several supporting same people and you're just like all right director i know you like to work with people you like <laughs> but come on this is like a bit too much so it does share so much dna with uh, something in the right but oh, I love it so much. Um, Yeah, and I'm excited for both of us to continue on with Hyena. I just, I hope it's just as fun all the way through as that first episode, because I just really really enjoyed that. That was such a roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm also excited to see Happiness. Um, It's been on my list for a while. I just haven't you know, seeing it. But of course, Park, hearing Shake, love him. Han Joju, mm-hmm. I love her too, since Spring Waltz days back in the day. Um mm-hmm. Was that 2006? I can't remember. But I just, you know, that was like the first thing she was on. And she she was like a model before that. Like she hasn't done a lot of acting mm-hmm. stuff, but I thought she was really, really good at it. And so I was real excited to see other stuff you know her like go on and she did go on and she's like you know one of the best now and i just i really love her i think you all really enjoy it yeah yeah i heard about like what the premise is and i was like okay i think this is like at least an interesting twist on the zombie thing that um yes that would make me Mm -hmm. there are there
0: are a lot of things to me that make it set apart from all of the zombie things of recent history you know there's there are a number of aspects in which it it is different Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so
0: anyway very good very good i feel like for the
1: ones you you are (laughs) intending to continue i hope they continue to be delightful for you now we get to jump in to our friend of the day our friend of, friend day. of the
0: day. Aja Who is it?
1: Who is it, Lynn?
0: Kim Won.
1: Hey.
0: Finger Hey. Kim Won. Hey. Finger Hearts. Hey, one, hey. <laughs> Finger hearts. Bigger hearts. We love him. Everybody's Aja Oh, my
1: gosh. This man. I was looking at his My drama list credits, and the first drama he was in is in 2011. So he's been active for, I guess, about 12 years now. But his credits, I mean, 2022 alone, he was in, like, five things plus, like, a cameo.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he has been
0: yeah.
1: prolific. I mean, he does a lot of guesting mm-hmm. on top of being supporting actors and all these things. But I'm just like, how do you find the time? This is so much stuff. Um, Also, very versatile yeah. and not really surprising considering he was on the cast of
0: snl korea i don't think he is anymore but i think he was one of the uh if i remember what i read correctly he was in the first Mm -hmm. cast when it first started Mm -hmm.
1: so and you know he can do it all he's so versatile
0: just Mm -hmm. he has
1: done all the things
0: i can't believe he didn't start until 2011 that's amazing that is
1: amazing like and honestly in startup is the first time i have ever seen him which surprised me because i'm like i've seen all of them right like i've seen so many right, right. who played dads yeah. and moms and grandmas and grandpas you know all the people so i was like oh is there a new wave <laughs> of ajashis and Ajamas <laughs> that i've come on the scene <laughs> since the last time i watched korean dramas i don't know um But anyway, the first show we're going to talk about is Signal. Now, <sighs> friends, if you have not seen Signal, why don't you go see it now? Why don't you just pause yeah. this and just go yeah. see it? it? Like, yeah. Is we'll it 16 hours? Here. Is it 16 hours or 20 hours? I think
0: it's a 16. 16 yeah. there, some of them might be more than one hour long, yeah. but it's, it's yeah. 16 episodes, I'm pretty sure. Right. Go see it. It will be worth yeah. your time. Just
1: wow i mean we saw it as a as a buddy watch with another friend of ours shout out miss g um and what we did is we watched two episodes per week and then talked about it in a weekly chat and let me tell you that was real hard to just stop at two episodes a week that was real real hard (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is you know signal let's talk about signal signal is sort of a i guess supernatural show where Mm. there is a magic walkie-talkie that can connect (laughs) two different times so one person is in what is it 1995 Mm. i think and then the other 95 the other person is in 2015 I think that is, like, the convention. Yeah. And so it's about, you know, there's a serial killer out there. People are trying to catch him. Um, and you see the the both timelines, this is happening. Um, I think the serial thing is more happening in the 90s. And then right now, they're just, like, there's murders happening. And they're trying to solve them. But then eventually things sort of connect and they try to help each other through this walkie-talkie to solve things i mean it that is like sort of very basic what happens and there's like so much more that happens and there's so much more yeah. connections and all this stuff so i mean it's very intense and it's also like mm. so they do like a couple two or three episodes per case so they have like several cases that they're handling that'll eventually sort of like connect to each other in some kind of way um Mm -hmm. but at first you're like it's sort of like um a little bit case of the week only it's you know two or three episodes and so you know Once, when we are doing two episodes a week and then it like cuts off in the middle of a case, it's like, What? Wait! (laughs) (laughs) So that becomes like really painful. But I tell you, like, this is our first introduction to Kim He su She is Mm. a goddess, as you all know. I mean, she is so good in here. And then this is where we met also. Lee Jae-hoon, ah. one of Lin's opas, and he is also, of course, very good. I mean, everyone is very so good, good in here. And, like, yep. our friend of the week plays Kim Ge chol and he is part of this police team. And so one of the things that happens really early on is um, because of something that Lee Jae-hoon did and the walkie-talkie and whatever, they were able to solve an old case, And so as a sort of, like, dare and really, like, a way to, like, put them down or get rid of them, you know, one of the, like, corrupt higher-ups was like, oh, we're going to form a cold case team and you just, like, do that. But if you don't solve these things, you know, you're going to get disbanded and whatever, you know, like, consequences and stuff. So this little team is like Kim Heisu soo there's uh another friend who is sort of like a medical examiner type person or like basically oh, right. you're a yeah. scientist CSI CSI person or i mean actually pulled from the CSI team right right so he is in there to like do forensic stuff and then you have lee je hun he is sort of like a profiler type person so mm-hmm. he sort of like predicts behavior and tries to figure out like what the next step of this person might be and then we have kim Gecho, who is a real scruffy old timer basically mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he is somebody who i want to say kind of beaten down by the system right like this is mm. this police system is your average corrupt whatever system so it's right. like whatever the higher-ups say you need to do you just do you know there's no need to be idealistic or actually seek justice you're just there to work It's sort of like what he's doing um so he's just there not to get in trouble <laughs> it's sort of his mo um but then as an old-timer He, you know, he knows all the, like, field work. So he's he's really good at doing sort of, like, knocking door to door or, like, finding information the old-fashioned way instead of, you know, looking up databases or whatever that now people do using computers and gadgets or whatever. But he's really good at sort of the old-school investigating boots-on-the-ground kind of thing. And he... Time and time again, once he got his head straight <laughs> and decided to, like, really, really be, you know, joining this team and actually doing the work and wanting to solve cases, he's became a really valuable member of the team. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I haven't seen him in this kind of role, like, ever again. I feel like he's mm. he's been in mostly, like, middle-class dad or put-together kind of executive or office worker kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I haven't seen him in this kind of, like, sort of, you know, if he wasn't a cop, he would be a gangster, basically, mm. role. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed, you know his contribution to the team and his contribution to the to the drama
0: and i just thought Uh, he was so so good so good yeah it's i mean it's a favorite drama for sure signal is and i think you know i mean this is another example where it's a very much supporting Mm -hmm. role right i mean he's one of the ones on the team like he's not even in every episode a lot Mm -hmm. but he always elevates every part that he's in. He brings more to that character than it really necessarily has to Mm -hmm. have. um, And just, you know, start like fleshes out the team more by Mm -hmm. making it more three dimensional and not just, you know, right. Sort of generic ragtag cops. Mm -hmm. And he
1: also often, you know, is the comic relief as well Mm. you know him and the csi guy has like some bits together about like where to go to eat or (laughs) other stuff that's really really funny so yeah he is ah he's so good so good he is
0: a delight uh he is also a delight in the next drama we're going to talk about from 2016 Huarong, which I'm not gonna talk about at length. Go back and listen to our episode about Park So-jun, where I talk about it at length. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you want to know about Huarong. Except I do not especially talk about Kim Won hey so I will talk about him. So Huarong, PSJ is the main character. He's this uh, character, this lowborn character who's raised in the lowborn village outside of the capital city, which has a wall around it. Um, they call him young which loosely translates to, like, anonymous. Mm-hmm. So he literally has no name. And he is raised in this Choning village by Woo Rook, uh, who is played by Kim Wen-hae. And Woo Rook is one of two characters in the whole drama who know, Moon Young's true identity and his true parentage, mm-hmm. and he's so he's not only raising him, he's actually protecting him and protecting his identity. But he's not in it a lot. I mean, he's in mm-hmm. it a little bit at the beginning, um, when they go back to visit the the lowborn village and then he eventually comes into the horong school uh because he is a renowned musician it turns out you don't find that out until he shows up at the horong school in like episode six or whatever it is Hmm. but uh And then everybody's like, oh, is he the famous Wu Rook? And all all the audience is like, oh, is he famous? We did not know he (laughs) was famous. Yes, he is apparently a famous musician. Mm. And he comes in to teach the Hwarong. So the Hwarong's whole deal, aside from being warriors, is they were also well-educated in the arts Um, in like painting and poetry and music and things like that. And so he comes in to educate them in that aspect of being Huarong. But one of the things that he is sort of in charge of is that they're going to do this... Talent show really sounds pejorative, but they're going to do this like performance for the Queen Regent and the, the people, which is very controversial they're going to do this performance for the actual like citizens and the horong are going to like play music and dance and whatnot and they end up doing this some of them end up doing this like idol dance essentially it's it's one of the you know little anachronistic things that they put into this show that's like hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure that the actual Hwarang would not be doing a dance that looks like this <laughs> with the six boys all dancing in perfect unison looking like a k-pop group um <laughs> but you know at the center of it is uh Che Min Ho from shiny so it's like very on brand and also V from BTS so you know it's very on brand (laughs) and it's very cute but they and then of course all the like all the women in the audience are all freaking out after their dance (laughs) so that part is very funny um but Wu Rook's character is very straight. Like, he, he has some little bits of humor, and there are a couple of scenes between him and Park So Jun at the Huarong school. Well, and before they get to the Huarong school, um, you know, where they have like some banter or whatever that is funny. But in so many things, he is playing a comedic role. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of Ajishis in this series it's like the battle of the opas and the ajashis in Huarong. because it's like all these cute boys and then all the actors who play all the dads of the cute boys in every (laughs) other drama are in Huarong. um and a lot of the ajashis are comic relief they're always you know doing goofy things and they have you know a lot of banter between them but uh Kim Won-hae's character is is pretty straight. He comes in and he does his thing. And then you really don't see him for most of the drama. And I was thinking about the fact that, you know, you were talking about how prolific he is, Suze. I think that that's probably why. It does feel a little bit like after he comes and does his thing, it's like, oh, whatever happened to that Woo Rook guy? Um. I'm sure he had another drama that he had to <laughs> <film>, So <laughs> that's what happened to him. Um, I mean, it was 2016. I'm sure he was he Mm -hmm. was a busy guy. We know for a fact he was a busy guy. Yeah. But I did want to mention one of the things that I always think about with respect to him in Hwarong is he you know, he's this famous musician. He comes in and he plays all these uh, instruments, presumably of the period. I don't really know, but he has this whole drum solo thing with all these drums that he does and then he Uh plays this instrument that has um it's like chimes but with cups with water Uh in so they're like metal so it's like a a water xylophone Uh kind of thing where he's like playing a tune on that and then there's a Not a zither, but a like long stringed instrument that I'm sure he is not playing because they do not show a close up of it. It is playing and he is like making motions of playing it. Uh Um, But I just thought that that was interesting. Like I was real interested in all of these historical instruments that they had in the in the drama that he's playing. And of Mm. course, they're all especially V is real excited about all the music stuff after he plays at one point and he he literally is like yay (laughs) (sighs) made me laugh um so yeah i mean actually i hadn't really thought about it until just talking about it right now but that show is pretty silly at a lot of points and he's almost like serious relief Mm. like his part You know, like a lot of it is just silly, 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 silly. Mm -hmm. And then he is, you know, he comes in and is serious. And like I say, it's not in it a lot, but he does have one great scene uh, where he's confronting Young's adopted father. There's a whole thing. I won't get into it uh, about the fact that that he has put PSJ in peril essentially by letting him join the Hwarang, uh-huh. which Wu knows because he knows who he actually is. Uh-huh. But his adopted father does not know what his true identity is. So that's kind of where we where we find out. But he's real serious, and he seems kind of like you would not want to get on his bad side. So, yeah, like I say, he's not in it a ton, but I mean, of course he's great. <laughs> of course he's great yeah. because it's Kim Wan mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next thing we have seen him in is Strong Woman Do Bong Soon from mm. 2017. Ah. Uh, <sighs> I mean, (laughs) I mean, this is interesting. This is like a show that I really enjoyed for sure. But I think uh, in my official ranking or rating, I did rate it like a little bit lower than others because I thought like a chunk of it could have been edited out Mm -hmm. (laughs) of this show. So... Kim won plays two roles in this show, <laughs> which is astounding at the time when when it happened. You're just like, what is what? happening? Uh, <laughs> so he plays Kim Kwang buk and Oh do Piu. And if you have not seen Strong Woman, it is about a woman who has extraordinary strength, something that is passed down, by the women in her family. And, you know, she has to live with it and try not to expose her, you know, other mm. people to it. And, you know, it's a secret, obviously. And so, you know, I was reading somebody's... Um, I think it might have been the drama beans recap. But I, you know, I thought about it and I kind of agree with it that in the... Especially in the beginning... Um, and sort of a little bit throughout her strength, the display of her strength and the use of her strength is used um, to deal with Kim Kwang Bok mm. and his gang. Like, that is sort of like the main thing that she's doing, using her strength for. Right. Um, not counting, you know, the major terrible criminal... I don't know if he's a serial killer yet. He is a serial killer because he did kill some people. But yeah, um, you know, the main other part of the story that is like so, (laughs) so creepy. (laughs) So, so creepy and bonkers compared to like the sweet sunshiny romance that happens otherwise and like humorous situations, right?
0: Tone whiplash in this show. Yeah
1: totally rushed, right. yeah so kim kong bok is a gangster you know he he's sort of like a little boss a, a small boss <laughs> of you know because there's like bigger bosses um so he's a small boss of this you know gangster group and she i think <laughs> i think do bong like saw him did he hit a he almost hit a bus of kids. Is oh, that what happened? Yeah. Some, yeah,
0: something about a bus yeah. of kids. Yeah. I think the, um, the road was closed, I think, was the issue. They were doing something, and it closed oh. the road, and the bus mm-hmm. turned down the road, and the bus driver was like, you got to clear this stuff, and he gets out of the bus, and then the gangsters were beating up on this, like, mm. halabaji bus yes, driver. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Right. So, anyway, so they have a fight and it you know she beats up of course all the gangsters and especially him Mm -hmm. and puts them all in the hospital (laughs) and this sort of starts sort of like a vendetta between her and this gangster group (laughs) but king guang Bok is he's not a real serious gangster in terms of he is a gangster but he's real ridiculous as well right and so, and his men are ridiculous. When they're in the hospital, there are so many like silly, kind of dumb, you know, jokes, slapsticky stuff, potty humor. Disgusting. That I, yeah. Gross yeah. potty humor that I just did not care for. I just thought that whole thing was just really not adding to the story. Yeah. But he, <laughs> you know, he does it. Like he does he commits okay mm. he mm. commits to yeah. a role and a gag and a bit like he yeah. will go the extra mile to like make it as broad as possible <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean i i have to admire that commitment i mean he's just like into it and he does it and i'm just like how can you do this how can you subject yourself to this but he does he yeah. does and he does it well, he does it so well. And then on the flip side where um, Do Bong Soon works, uh, she was going to be, so she's working on a video game and there's a department that like does planning and development. And the head of that department is Oh Do Piu. A complete opposite. <laughs>
0: Oh boy! From
1: our gangster, we have a real sort of femme flamboyant, <laughs> and they acknowledge that he is gay, right? In this uh, in this yeah. show, like they they do acknowledge that he is there for the boys, for the men, um, which I thought was different, mm. you know, because usually it's uh, sort of implied. Right. But they, nobody really sort of like really comments on it or just straightforwardly is like, oh, you know, he's going to, you know, he has a crush on right. you or whatever. Yeah. You know, like actually concretely identifying right. someone like that. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was very progressive.
0: Refreshing. <laughs> like was, yeah.
1: Like I was looking at that. I was like, oh, OK. So this is like not like it's not a big deal. Right. But he is sort of like a very like larger than life personality and so um again he commits <laughs> oh <laughs> to, boy to this character and you know he's prone to hysterics and you know he has a crush on Park Yung so he, you know, hates Doubong Sun with a thousand sons and unfortunately she has to like work with him to make him approve, you know, her her project um, and she also needs to learn from him um, from his department in order to like be able to work on this video game and just (laughs) the chaos Mm. (laughs) because again her strength is used in like some ways that are just tormenting
0: (laughs) the spark (laughs) Well, okay, but, I mean, he's Uh, real terrible to her.
1: I mean, he is real terrible
0: to her. I mean, Bong Soon does not Um, start it.
1: Yeah, no, she doesn't. But also, like, it is hard for him to get out of these situations Mm. (laughs) that she has created for them. But I thought they had... um, I thought their chemistry was, like, really good in this role. Yeah. Especially. Um, I thought the give and take of, like, the different, like teasing or the different you know punishments mm-hmm. or whatever they were doing to each other was actually like quite good but he is i mean 180 just yeah <laughs> opposite yeah the two very very like different um roles in in one show which i thought was like very fun and he is also like just very good in it and i was just like i what yeah (laughs) yeah when he showed up in the you know the second time i was like oh wow okay and then um there is occasion where they meet in the show the two characters (laughs) and that was that was pretty silly and pretty fun but i thought even with like how broad especially the second one is you know especially um and in the end you know he's actually like as a person in that position in the company he's actually like fair and Mm. actually good at his job right he's not just ridiculous yeah personality wise but he actually is actually somebody who knows what he's doing in his job and i really enjoyed that sort of duality Mm. right like because a lot of times you would just be like a two-dimensional like you're just a ridiculous person and then you're also not doing any work like all your underlings are doing the work and you don't really know what you're doing but that is not the case here so i mean all the kudos this was (laughs) i did not always enjoy him on the screen but he is very good at his job yeah in this
0: show yeah Yeah. Well, and I was, I mean, when they first introduced the character of Doll Pugh, I was uncertain because I was like, is this going to be played for laughs? Like the fact that he's gay, is that being played Mm -hmm. for laughs? And I think ultimately, like you were saying, I really appreciated how it was handled within the show that it was very matter of fact, like the fact that he was gay was very matter of fact. The character is somewhat played for laughs because he's so over the top, but, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it's not because he's gay or maybe it is. And, you know, other people would be bothered by it. Your, your mileage may vary, but, um, I felt like it was not as problematic as it could have been. And it wasn't like, I didn't feel like they were saying all gay people are like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it was like right. so
0: over the top. This was very specific to this character, right? Um, yeah, and like you said, I mean, the other characters are like, it's fine. Like he's in love with Park Kim yeah, Chick. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> everybody's in love with Park Kim Chick. Get over it.
1: Yeah, can't can't blame him. Right? Can't blame him. But yeah, I thought especially Joel Pugh, he was able to find like little things to really define that character. Mm. To really, like, 3D it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, <clears throat> I'm sure it's, like, also in the script, but, like, the fact that he really, like, puts so much sugar in his coffee. So funny. <laughs> like, so funny. Like, oh. And the way he dresses, mm-hmm. like, it's a very specific aesthetic. Mm. Like, just, <laughs> and he even, he even took the time to paint his nails. I was like, come on. Come on. Um, so yeah, good job on both counts. Yeah. both counts.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. He he adds to the delightful chaos of that. <laughs> I mean, that show is a ride for sure. It and, is. Uh, oh mm-hmm. boy. The next show that we're going to talk about is Good Manager, which we've already talked about some. Um, I'm not going to go into it a ton. I will say it came out also in 2017. So, you know, once again, a busy guy. And it is sometimes it's called Good Manager on Vicky, but also sometimes called Chief Kim, which I can understand why they would go with Good Manager, because Chief Kim seems like it would be very confusing, not very specific kind of title. Anywho, the whole setup of Good Manager, as Susie was saying, that Nam Kung Min plays this con man slash accounting genius who enters this big conglomerate company with the intent of embezzling a bunch of money from them and then running away to Denmark uh, and Chun Nam-ho is Kim Won-hae's character, who is the head of this poor, sad, ragtag accounting department in the basement of the conglomerate's office building. Um, And, I mean, a little bit, when you were talking about Signal, I felt like there's a little bit of a similarity with both Mm. of the characters at the beginning as far as they're just sort of both characters uh. seem sort of resigned to the corruption within their jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and they're right. just trying to, like, get a paycheck and make it to the end of the mm-hmm. day. Um, right. right. And then, because of reasons, as the plot goes on, they get brought into the team and they build up momentum as far as, like, no, we're actually going to do what is what is right. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of the deal with his character here is, uh, Chun Nam Ho, you know, just, he's just trying to get through the day. Sometimes he's taking a nap on the floor. <laughs> <to> his <desk. laughs> and the, and the, the corruption in this company is on 11. I mean, it's just, it is just so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but when things start out, he's just like, it's just, It's just how it is. And then you sort of find out, find out more. I mean, I feel like he is very good at these characters where they seem like one thing at the beginning and like they sort of seem like you know what they are at the beginning. And then as more is revealed about their character, as the story goes on, you realize kind of how more complicated their motivations are and... Uh, even though he mm-hmm. still, like, knows how to deliver a funny line and, you know, still still bringing the humor. But he's really great at, like, sort of that pivot between the comedy and then the dramatic when he needs to. And this is, I mean, his character is not, like, super, super dramatic in this show. But it definitely brings some more depth to he brings some more depth to his character, and his character brings some more depth to the whole story, as it mm-hmm. uh, as it goes on. I mean, he's just one of the things that is so delightful in that group of accountants. They're all so funny in their different ways. <laughs> all our little accounting team down there.
1: I love his little catchphrase, which is "Oh." You don't think you can do it? Maybe Maybe you should should quit. quit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should quit. Mm -hmm. Just quit. (laughs)
0: Just quit. Yeah. 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 So he's, I mean, he's great. I really enjoyed that show. I completely agree with everything you said. I feel like it has the same problem as a lot of dramas. I always think of this specifically with my love from the star where like the whole middle could have been condensed, like too many iterations (sighs) of the, Mm -hmm. like, Really, sort of, megafony yeah. like s- pushing back of the t- like, just cut a couple of those iterations out, could be, yeah, shorter. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but Nam Gung Min, you know, Lee Jin Ho, Kim Won Hay, tiny bit of uh-huh. Kim Son Ho. Oh, Kim Sun Ho as our little maknae. <laughs> Isn't he so delightful? Oh.
1: He is so cute in this show, and then his little romance with the other girl is, <sighs> oh, I love that. And I love how they just play all these old OSTs, mm-hmm. the old soundtracks from other shows. Wasn't it one of it from? My love from another star. I, think I wouldn't one be of the surprised.
0: Songs. That would be on brand, yeah. but I did not watch them in yeah. the right order to have caught that reference the first yeah. time. So, yeah.
1: One of it is from that and definitely one of it's from Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> the first one I think is from Goblin when they like pass each other, but then didn't really see each other, you know?
0: I'll have to go back and watch <laughs> that. I don't remember that because I watched a long time ago. I mean, it's a real cute show that could have been shorter, but... Yeah, yeah. I do really like
1: also in this show um, how they, the arc of the son of the company's president mm. or CEO, how he was real terrible in the beginning, yeah, yeah, but then he, you know, basically got adopted by the accounting team <laughs> and he learned to be a human being i think he's i just really like that arc a lot yeah and i thought it was like done really well not unrealistically because he didn't like you know his personality is still like pretty ornery yeah (laughs) but at least he can like sort of his mind is opened more and Mm. he can think for himself now and really like sort of see a situation and you know like he just nobody like he said nobody taught me anything right like nobody i'm like behaving terribly but nobody like said anything to me so like why would i behave any differently mm-hmm. um and there's a point where there was like a whole thing with people who are working minimum wage and he was like what's the minimum wage and it's only like 7- 6,500 won or something right, right. and he's like uh so appalled like naturally just like that is so little people working that much should not you know and I was like yeah like nobody taught this guy anything but he already understands you know this kind of thing so anyway I just really liked his arc and I really liked his outfits his (laughs) jackets are so so good so interesting I really love it. Well, and I I think I feel like that
0: communicated a lot about who that character was. Like the moment that you see him, you know, kind of what this character's deal is based on how he was dressed. But Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like that was another thing that you know there there are a number of things in that show that elevate it beyond sort of the just the kind of romp that is at Mm -hmm. its core. um, Yeah. But it's also, you know, know, somewhat, well, I wouldn't say uneven, I think just protracted in the middle.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like one too many things in it. Um, But, you know, as, as predicted, as one would expect, you know, Kim Won-hae just adds so much to Mm. a character that, again, could have, did not need to be that that well-fleshed out, really. Yeah. I mean, he is, he does, you know, he does all the little bits, you know, there's some comedy in there, there's some dramatic moments, but as a character, you know, he never sort of deviates from that, you know, I know my place in this company and I know how this company works and I'm just trying to survive. And that instinct is always there, whether he is... Full on, like I don't want to do this because this is terrible mm. and the fallout is going to be terrible. Or yes, let's do this even if the fallout is terrible. Let's like go for it. But he still has that like sort of like oh well, do we have to right you know kind of mentality. So he he really is very consistent. Yeah, um, and I really I really really like that. So ah uh, Kim Won Hee, yeah, yeah.
0: then still in 2017 oh my gosh that's three isn't it three different shows yeah. that all came out i mean no wonder he had to cut out for the second half of Huarong. he was busy shooting <laughs> these other shows
1: <laughs> i mean so many um so next we see him and while you were sleeping which we also talked quite a bit about in the beginning yeah. so i won't won't say too much other than we love it it's a story about a girl who can dream about, she dreams about future events. Um, and then she meets a couple of people who does the same. And then their dreams sort of connect a little bit and they try to prevent, like, bad things from happening. Is sort of, like, the broad description of what happens. Yeah. And Kim won hey plays Choi Dam-dong. Choi Dam-dong who is an investigator at the prosecutor's office where Lee Jong-suk works. So Lee Jong-suk is a prosecutor, a new prosecutor, when we meet him. And um, he's in a team with Kim Won-hae and Park Jin-ju, who I love. Oh, Park come Jin-joo on, is Park so... Jin-ju. Oh, she's so good. Oh, She's so good at everything. Um, so they are sort of, one is a clerk and... One is the investigator, and so they're like a little team of three. And he is, when you first meet him, he is, you know, sort of glad-handing with somebody terrible Mm. who used to work, they used to work together. So there's a former prosecutor who is now a lawyer. So they know each other real well, and they used to work in a team together. And so you see him sort of glad handing with this guy and you just you're not sure what he's like Mm. you know the assumption is that he's again like a status quo person where there is some corruption happening but this time it's not like a systemic Mm. corruption Mm -hmm. thing it's more like there's some individuals that are corrupt but it's not like the big bosses somebody who is endorsing this kind of thing so you're not sure if he's somebody who is on that kind of side or, or what, um, and then he surprises you at you know a moment where you think he's gonna disappoint you, and it was, and from then on you're just you, now you get to really know his personality and like how he works and all this stuff, and it was, I mean, his journey mm. <laughs> in this show. <laughs> is so good. So, so good so good so good and um honestly it's really hard to talk about anyone in the show without spoiling it yeah. so i'm not gonna say too much but it this show is really good at giving sort of equal weight to everyone's story mm. and i feel like that's what happens here with him and so yeah, I go watch it. Go yeah. watch it. It's so good. Yeah. Kim Won-hae is so good in it and he, you know, he becomes real close to our main characters and um he's definitely a mentor type. Um after a while and he's good at his job in the in you know mm. in the show and in the show <laughs> as an actor as as an investigator and it's just really um it's a really delightful journey it's really good yeah so sorry to be vague but you need to watch it yeah to know
0: it <laughs> i agree though i mean and we how many shows are we talking about like eight shows today uh of which i've seen quite oh, a few yeah. of i mean i've seen him a number mm-hmm. of times and i love him i mean he's always great but this i think is my favorite role of his i would say mm-hmm. out of all the mm-hmm. things that i've seen not that anybody asked, yeah. but I'm just volunteering that information. <laughs> and this is again, just like in
1: Good Manager, how he really like does the spectrum right. Mm. He's sometimes comedic relief, and sometimes he's real, you know, in a real serious emotional situation. And like he does the whole spectrum of um, emotions, and it's just really a
0: delight to see. Yeah. The next thing that we're going to talk about is a one that I feel like not is not a well-known drama. It is a little short drama, eight half hours. So it's very quick from 2020, How to Buy a Friend, uh, which stars Lee Shin Young who you will know from Crash Landing on You. He's also in Dr. Romantic 3. I have not seen any of the Dr. Romantics, but that's one of his big credits. And I had to mention I mean... it. just one bite. <laughs> Guess what that one is about? Hmm, I wonder. Oh,
1: is it about food?
0: <laughs> Could to be food? It's, it's about vampires. Or is it vampires? It's vampires. Is it vampires? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe also food. I've also not seen that one, but it is a vampire one. Well,
1: Doctor Romantic three is not even out, I don't think.
0: Oh, is that They've true? I, clearly, I was not paying close attention when I looked at the cast list. I don't, list. Uh, I don't like, think but... he's in the other Doctor Romantics, but now I now mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anywho, he's been Any. around. He's been in some things, but he's the lead in How to Buy a Friend. Uh, the second lead is Shin Sung Ho. Who lots of people listening to this will know from Alchemy of Souls, which Susie and I have still not watched, but we did see him in DP, and he's Ooh, very ah. memorable in that. <laughs> the yes, end. Memorable that, that's all over. Is say. a word. Um, he's also in Love Alarm, which I have not seen. But huh. anywho. Uh, I was not sure about this one when I watched it quite a while ago because it's a high school drama and I tend not to like high school dramas because it, they feature a lot of high school kids acting like high school kids. And it's just <laughs> not necessarily my cup of tea. But this one is really not about that. It's not about, like, bullying or mean girls or, you know, for the most part, it's not about that. Um, It's really a, a mystery. And it's... Uh-huh actually really dark uh i think if this show were 16 hours i would it would probably be a dnf for me because i do not think i could have sustained this for 16 plus hours but four hours i could do and it moves very quickly Um, and the the lead character who like i said is played by lee xin young The lead character's name is Park Chan Hong. And uh, I think one of the things that makes this show delightful is his home life is very stable. So that's a, a really nice contrast to like all of the craziness that's happening in the plot outside of his home. And part of his delightful home life is his father. Arguably the most delightful part is his father, Park Chung Jae, played by... Kim wan Hey. and like I say this whole show is only four hours so he's not in it a ton there's not a ton to be in it but the amount that he's in it is extremely powerful in my opinion Uh, because he just has such a great relationship with his son and he you know they're very like middle class Dad runs this electronics store where he's like repairing appliances and stuff like that and the name of the store if I didn't love anything else about the show I would love it just for this the name of the store is Chung Giver. <laughs> <laughs> because he's always fixing all the little things um <laughs> So, so, so delightful. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great... I mean, I feel like that's part of what makes the show work is that the main character comes from this really stable home and there's a lot of chaos outside, like, in the story and in the lives of the other high school kids. Um, and so he's mm-hmm. this very solid center in the midst of all this drama. And, I mean, like I said at the, at the beginning... I feel like not a lot of people have watched this show, but I really mm-hmm. liked it a lot. Like, even okay. as I was reviewing it uh, this mm-hmm. week for this conversation, I was like, this show is legit good. Like, I would rewatch in a second and it would only okay. take a second because it is yeah. eight. <laughs> in K-drama time, four hours mm-hmm. equals one second. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's a, a good mystery and then it's all over and you get to move on to something else. So what's oh, not to like? No.
1: Yeah. Plus giver Well, Choong-Gyver.
0: I... Choong-Gyver. <laughs> well
1: I, I should add this to my list. I don't know that it was on my list before, so that you know You sold it for me Lynn. Oh I'm so glad. It's short. I'm so glad. Know?
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. Short. I mean I'm yeah. looking at you, how are you bred? This is how you make a short drama. <laughs> how are you, bread? Ugh.
1: The next thing we're going to talk about is chocolate, which we've talked already talked about it during Haji Wan's episode, so I won't go into it too much here, but... Um, It's basically about a story of two people who are connected by a shared tragedy um, and how they made their way back to each other. And um, where they get back to each other is at a hospice. (laughs) So it's a really um, slow burn sort of like romance drama you know, filled with these little bittersweet stories of patients at the hospice. And Kim Won-hae plays Kwon Hyun-suk, who is the director of this hospice. So he is the main doctor who is dealing with um, hospice patients. And he is somebody who is super tender-hearted. Like he is, you know, when something is, you know about to be at the end with some of the patients you know he's definitely there crying with the family Mm. he's like he cries a lot in this show oh wow um and his whole family is sort of like involved in the story so his son is the best friend of the male lead so there's that connection so he knows the male lead real well. And of course, like his son was not a doctor. So he and the, um, and the male lead has like also that kind of mentor relationship because of when, you know, the doctoring, going to school, all that stuff. Um, cause he used to teach as well, I think before like working at this hospice. Mm. Um, so he has, you know, I don't know that they were directly student teacher, but they definitely like have that bond. And then his ex-wife works at that hospice as a cook, as, like, the main cook before Hajuan comes along. But okay. she has Alzheimer's.
0: Oh, um, no. So,
1: yeah. And then the circumstances of their separation was also something that is still sort of, like, a bitter pill for him, mm. for the both of them, really. And you don't quite know what happened... And that story kind of gets doled out a little bit, little by little, Mm -hmm. and you get to know eventually, like, what really happened. And that arc is really also very bittersweet. And just like his, he's just a very, I mean, he's a very good doctor, you know, and he's, you see him a lot just providing care for all the different patients in the in the hospital like he's very hands-on you know he's not a director who's just sitting at a desk Mm -hmm. you know he's definitely actively treating patients and taking care of them so i just i really loved his role in here you know he's somebody who really believes in this kind of care for people who are like end of life you know Mm -hmm. and even before with the male lead he has to become a different kind of mentor because yun sang is the main lead and he is reluctantly at this hospice. You know, Mm. he was there against his will, really. He does not want to do it, but he got assigned to it after this thing happened. And so he, you know, as somebody who saves lives, used to save lives, he does not yet see the purpose
0: of Mm. doing this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and so he had to like go through a journey with the different patients and with um kim one hay's character and just like really learning about like you know even in end of life you should have some dignity and right you know somebody needs to take care of these people yeah you know kind of thing so it's really I really, I just really love him in his in this show. And, you know, it's again a little bit different from other things that I've seen him in before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, like, quite a bit of, you know, with his family stuff. And then one of the patients um, he has a close relationship with, it's a wife of one of his former students. And that is, like, an interesting case as well. And you get to see him really go through all the emotions as well. So, ah, really beautiful work, beautiful work. You know, it's like he does slapstick really well when needed. You know, he does like super dramatic really well when needed. You know, he does sort of like your middle of the road, average Joe guy really well. And this, I just feel like it's, he knows how to follow the tone of a show, right? Mm. Like he's, really good but he's not like a sore thumb sticking out with Mm -hmm. what he's he's doing so he knows how to like tone down his comedy if it's not like what's called for right Right. like he but when it's like something that is really broad he will go there and be real broad yeah so i love that about him like he really can read what is needed Mm -hmm. um in certain shows to like match the tone and match the intensity of what he's doing so yeah I mean, this, this show to me, is it's very tender. It's very quiet. Um, and I don't know. I just have, like, such a soft spot for it. Yeah. Um, and I just think everyone's performance is just really good. And this is, like, when you want something kind of melancholy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not just kind of melancholy. But that's, like, the overall <laughs> tone. The overall tone is melancholy, but definitely if you need like a good crying jag of course please come to the show <laughs> you will and don't come at it hungry cuz there is so much yummy food mm. that she makes she is a chef so there's a lot of cooking of food in here so
0: i <sighs> yeah, mean also I really... it's a k drama so there has to be food in it that's pretty much yeah. but there's a role.
1: especially more food in this yeah than- then just you're just eating, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deliberate watching her cook and the mm-hmm. process and then, like, the end product and seeing that people enjoy it. It's a whole thing. A whole thing. Man. Um, anyway. Yes. So good. I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. It's really...
0: Well, I mean, in. I was already sold after our Hadjuan conversation, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that one because it's full of faves and uh, you know, I love a good weep fest at times. <laughs> so, Well, now our last drama that we're going to talk about Ironically, is where it all started for both of us with our Kim Won Hae <laughs> journey, and for me, I mean, it doesn't get any earlier than startup, the, my very first drama, um, startup from 2020. Kim Won Hae plays Nam Song Hwan. Which does is actually said in the drama when I when I looked that up I was like did I even ever say his name <laughs> right? Uh, right? It says his name on his name badge when he's at work ah, when Injay ah. um, comes and visits them and they're on strike. It says it on his mm. name badge. Anywho's. Nam Sung Hwan is the father of one of the leads, Nam Ja-san played by Nam Joo Hyuk. Everybody's a Nam here. And uh, San <laughs> is a genius coder and a terrible businessman simultaneously. <laughs> so the yes. first time we meet uh, Kim Won-hae's character is when Ja-san's parents show up at Samsung Tech's, like, terrible first office that they have and they're, like, trying to get their money that they invested in <laughs> Samsung Tech that has all gone to, like, <laughs> fancy coffee makers and all this stuff. I mean, it's also gone to, you know, work stuff. But, anywho, he and Dosan have a real contentious relationship. And that is just sort of the, you know, how we first see him is very emblematic of how their relationship then continues, that they do not get along, they do not have the same priorities. Dosan has this whole secret shame that he is carrying that also, like, puts a wedge between him and his father, which I won't go into the details of that, but what further estranges them, sets them on different paths, is the fact that he works at, Song Hwan works at this uh, factory, and one of the other teams at Sandbox has developed a software solution that is going to result in the downsizing of a lot of their staff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting laid off because they're adopting this software solution that the NJ company, one of the other teams at Sandbox has developed. And so they're on strike and he's like the head of the workers who are striking. He's like the, I don't remember what his title is. There are so many titles of job, job echelons in Korean companies, everybody's like a manager <laughs> or a chief or a head or whatever. Anyway, uh-huh. he's right. he's a chief of something, and um, so they're they're striking. But then it comes to his attention that you know Dosan's team has also developed a solution that could result in you know an AI based solution that could result in mm-hmm. similar downsizing. And so he has has a real crisis of conscience because he wants to be striking, but at the same time, he feels like it's going to be an embarrassment to his son. So then there's some classic Kim Won-hae comic shenanigans as he <laughs> is trying to get out of uh, the striking situation. But, um, you know, this was, like I say, this is the first time I saw him and... Uh, this is another great example of kind of what I was talking about before that, you know, his character comes across as very brusque, very cold towards his son. Um, you know, they have a real strange relationship at the beginning. And then over the course of the drama, more depth is revealed to his character and, uh, You know, and it's really, I think for me as a first time K-drama watcher at that point, that was a real surprise that his dad wasn't just going to be like one kind of character. But, you know, there was Mm -hmm. a lot more to him. So, um, and he was definitely very memorable because he's, I mean, he was also my first introduction to the fact that sometimes parents in K-dramas can be pretty terrible to their kids. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is a whole thing. Um, uh, little did I know. I mean, when I was first watching this, I was like, wow, his dad is so terrible to him. And then I watched some other K dramas and I was like, oh, his dad is not that bad compared nope. to. Nope. I mean, uh-uh. it's still not great. Right. <laughs> it's still not anything to aspire no. to. But uh, compared with a lot of other dramas, it's really not that bad as it turns out anyway
1: i mean that whole thing about the you know parent figures in korean dramas is like we could do a whole episode on this trope Mm, but mm -hmm. you know it's so refreshing it was so refreshing to see a nuanced portrayal of you Mm -hmm. know parental figures because you can you can be this sort of like hot iron i want my child to succeed and i will drive what that success means or how it comes about but also on the flip side also like portraying like the whys you know like actual like realistic whys of why you're doing Mm -hmm. certain things instead of just being Mm -hmm. a super two-dimensional I am only a terrible parent. I have no real reason to be a terrible parent. Mm. Only this is like what I'm portraying, you know, because, you know, yeah. that's like the main problem. A lot of times you don't understand why they got to be that way or why they are doing certain things to their children that don't make sense at all. Right? There's often just like most of the time, not any kind of satisfactory reason why or you don't see any nuance in those portrayals and so it becomes like dismissible right like it just Mm. you're just like this is gonna be a nothing thing and hopefully you can (laughs) rebel and break out from them or whatever but right you just they become unimportant to the viewing because it's just nonsense Right. right and to have yeah. something like this both his parents you know are, mm. are quite nuanced because his mom you know at first you you meet them at the same time and they're both very like dude you have not done anything in what three years or whatever that was right and you need right. to get it together you know and but then he like she doles out dating advice to him <laughs> And also, you know, talks about him, about his dad to him and just like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: listen, yes, your dad is like this, but he's also like this and he's, here's why. And I know he's not going to like straight up talk to you about it or tell you about it, but just know there is also this factor and whatever, like she can read the room and she's trying to like get, get them to like get along and whatnot. And yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i i really love his mom also in this show um but yeah i agree so but kim Won hey always bringing bringing the nuance to everything he does yeah startup have you not seen startup please go now see it one of the faves so good (sighs) super fave so good Mm -hmm. yeah Well, like we said, he's so prolific that that's only like a snippet from like how many years, mm. like five years worth. That's that many. There's so many more. And then he's, yeah, <laughs> he also does so many cameos. And among them that we've we have seen is he was a new section chief in one of the episodes of Me Sang. He was a taxi mm-hmm. driver in The Bride of Habek. He was in Hotel Del Luna, but I totally don't remember
0: him at oh, all. Oh, I remember. Who was he? I remember because Startup was the first thing that I had seen, and Hotel Del Luna was like the third mm-hmm. or fourth. It was very early one that I had seen. And so he was one of the first cameos that I recognized. Uh. I was like, oh, it's Dosan's apa." He was a corrupt, I want to say he was a... Oh! Corrupt politician or yes. like town chief. Remember and the Chinese restaurant lady from Gongjin and who's also uh-huh. in uh, Crash Landing on uh-huh. You was like a police officer who he murdered. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is all in the first episode yeah. so it's not all Oh yeah poorly. it's
1: when Man comes over with the gun and does the thing.
0: Yes. Correct. Yes! Yes! Correct. Yes! Yes!
1: Okay I remember now. Okay. Yes. How could I forget? Because my brain um and have seen a lot of drama Susie I have um and then he was again uh like a police director in Stranger 2 oh people we Mm -hmm. have never talked about Stranger but Stranger 1 and 2 please go see it so good um I still haven't seen 2 oh right you haven't seen 2 go see it um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you too Lynn go (laughs) see it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I'll see it in
0: 16 hours.
1: And he was a bartender in Runon that had a few scenes, which I really like too. So he's
0: he was delightful. Yeah, he's he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He is. Yeah. He is. And I mean, and to think that he only started doing this, this kind of work uh-huh. in 2011 is just astonishing yeah. to me because he's so prolific, so prolific, so in many things 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Amazing.
1: Well, Lynn, what are your favorite Mm. Kim Won-hae scenes?
0: Well, (laughs) I actually have a number one most favorite scene, but there are two other scenes that I want to mention because they are um, also very memorable and lovable scenes. So in third place, my third most favorite scene uh, from Startup is... There's a scene in an outdoor exercise playground, which we, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but this is like, I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that this exists in so many Korean dramas and it makes it seem like they're everywhere in Korea. They are. Right? Mm -hmm. Can we please have more of this in the (sighs) United States? You know what I'm talking about. If you've seen a a K-drama, these like exercise playgrounds that are public, in public, anyway. Uh, so Dosan's dad is out like exercising and Dosan shows up and they have this whole conversation and I don't know if I should spoil it. I won't spoil it with the, the content of the conversation, but I will say, even though I had not seen any other Korean dramas to this point, I felt like it was so refreshing how candid the conversation was and sort of the emotional maturity of the conversation and going back and watching it now, after I've watched like 70 Korean dramas, I'm even more impressed by that because it is such an anomaly, especially for two male characters, especially for a father and son character to have that kind of emotionally frank, mature conversation and it was it's just so great it's a great scene both of the actors are so great in it um and i really really love that scene uh second favorite scene with him is while you were sleeping again trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible but episode 16 there's a scene that takes place in a parking lot (laughs) and i mean Lee Jung Suk is Oof. phenomenal Oof. in this scene. Kim Won Hae is amazing Oof. in this scene. It is such such a great 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 scene. Go watch while you were sleeping. I don't want to spoil uh-huh. it, but yes. it's they're both they're both really great and I always think of him in that scene. But my most favorite scene of his and the scene that first comes to mind when I think about how much I love him is actually from how to buy a friend. Um, and okay. So I was talking about tune Giver. So there's a scene in tune Giver where he's fixing this, uh, cassette player. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he's talking about how, I, I mean, presumably this was his own cassette player from when he was younger. His, his wife makes some comment about like that cassette player is from 1990. <laughs> um, but he, he fixes this cassette player and then, you know, and then it starts working and he puts in a cassette that was one of his cassettes from when he was growing up. Mm. And um, and he and his son just have this really, like, I get, even get emotional just thinking about the scene, the, this just really beautiful little conversation. And you just really see the affection and love there so much between them. And he puts on the cassette, and then at the end of the scene, they just, like, the two of them just rest their chins down on the on the table and listen to the song. And it's really, it's really a beautiful scene. So that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Aww.
1: <laughs> now i really gotta see it
0: so you should all want you should all go watch this show
1: <laughs> it's really good totally uh definitely gonna go see it now because well wow. <laughs> so what are your favorite suits well i also have three <laughs> 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 um so you know throughout strong woman you see him um as Joel and mostly he is uh ridiculous and always trying to get Mm. (laughs) Bolson and just (laughs) antagonizing her all the time and then getting like (laughs) getting caught uh in a backlash or whatever you know like they just go back and forth so much but you do see um just sort of sprinkled in there him in team leader mode right like they have mm. meetings with yeah, yeah. Park Yoon and he talks about actual work stuff and whatever. So those are really like nice to see. But like when he finally really like goes into it after Bong Soon does her presentation and he like does a report and talks about what they decided and just really being fair with his assessment, I was just like, this is mm. this is so good. This is so good. You know, mm. you don't you didn't yeah. let your petty vendetta against her yeah (laughs) you know really color your decision um kind of Mm -hmm. thing and i just really enjoyed that about that character and then in chocolate there's just a scene with his ex-wife where somebody is talking to her and really um it's sort of known among some people that she has alzheimer's or whatnot Um, Mm. and so somebody was just really bad mouthing her and also bad mouthing the hospice and just like, uh, why do you want to bother with her? Like, there's nothing you can do about it, blah, blah, blah. And he comes charging in, like, he's got his doctor coat on and just like takes it off. This is like outside. (laughs) He's taking off his jacket, he's striding over and he just lays a punch on this man's face and they just get into a scuffle. And I was just like, yes, yes. It doesn't matter that you're in your what fifties or whatever. If you need to be in a scuffle, be in a scuffle and it's two middle-aged men, right? (laughs) Which makes it so much funnier because they're just not at all fighting gracefully. (laughs) right." But I just, I just love that because that's like part of his character that he, you know, he's very gentle otherwise, you know, with his, with his, um, patience, you know, with other people, you know, he's not quick to anger, um, but when he, when he needs to, he will also like go there for it. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that scene a lot and it's very satisfying. (laughs) And then, of course, the scene that you talked about in While You Were Sleeping, yes. Uh, But what I think about a lot is there is a scene where something happens to the two leads and he finds out and he's running over and they're, you Mm. know, sort of in Mm -hmm. that like police blanket or whatever. And he's just scolding them. One by one, you know, there's two of them, and he starts with Lee Jung Suk, and he's just like, "Why do you? Why are you doing this? It's so dangerous. How could you?" Da-da-da-da? And then Susie's trying to be like, "But you know." And then he turns to her and goes, "And you, like, what did you? How could you?" la 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 la. You know. And I just thought, for these two characters who do not have a father at this point, have mm-hmm. this. Parental figure like he's scolding like he is their father. And I just thought yeah. in the context of the drama as well, this was such a really sweet moment um, mm-hmm. between the three. And I just I just liked it a lot. <laughs> I just liked it a lot. Yeah. So now it is my turn. To ask Lynn anything. Here we go. (laughs) Don't be scared. It's pretty easy. In light of our subject today, you know, Mm -hmm. we have met so many friends in our K-drama journey that we delight in Mm -hmm. seeing every time we see them. So among all the supporting friends, who do you Mm -hmm. wish the most to have a leading role in a drama. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't have to um um,
1: you don't have to limit it to one. Like if you have
0: a couple, that's fine. Um but yeah. I mean I think prior to watching Happiness, I might have said Joe Wu Jin, but now I'm watching a show that he's the lead in. Um I mean the first one that that comes up, the first one that I thought of who was pretty much my first uh, support crush is So You Sook from Miss, Miss Yoon, uh-huh. from Startup. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I've seen her in a bunch of things, but I think she's, I think she's so great and so versatile. Um, and I would love to see her in a, a thing where she's fully the lead. Uh-huh. I mean, in the second one, that i think of was also an, an early support crush is uh choi mu sung mm. which i don't know how big his part is in stranger two because i've not watched it is he like one of the leads or is he a support he's in pretty there? big in
1: there yeah he is he's billed as a main role so yeah. that is one that you could check out but yeah there's not so many, there you go but yeah
0: well, and and the last one that I'm going to mention, I feel like has also done a leading thing, or is coming out soon in a leading thing, but I can't remember what. Um, who is Kang Ki Young, mm-hmm. who is just always a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean he had a real big role in Attorney Woo, mm-hmm. yeah, but he wasn't really one of the leads. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say. Right. So those would be, those are the, the first three that occur to me. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm also, I mean, Kang Young is Opa age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also real pro the idea of, of there being older characters in the lead in some of these dramas. You right. know, having all the leads always be in their kind of 20s and early 30s gets a bit tiresome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I love them all. (laughs) I want them all to be in all the things. I just want them all to be in the same thing so that I can watch them because there are too many things to watch them all in right now. (laughs) Yes. And no more zombies, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's my request. I do love a
1: zombie story.
0: Anywho's dear listeners, what support people do you want to see in leading roles? Uh, you can message us. Yeah.
1: Let us know. Um, you can find us on the Instagrams <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: at Onies on Opas Pod. Yeah, hit us up over there, send us a message, let us know. Who would you like to see more of other than supporting Mm. in future dramas?
0: Also, Kim Won-hae has been in a lot of things that we have not seen. What should we prioritize Mm. out of the things that we have not seen? Yes. What are your favorite Kim Won-hae performances that we haven't seen? Let Mm -hmm. us know.
1: We want to know. Chat with us. Chat with us.
0: Come find us and tell us about your favorite support actors, your favorite oni's. And of course, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your favorite opas. <laughs> because, as Kim Sun-young said in reply 1988, <laughs> If you're handsome, you're my opa irrespective of age. We love you, Opa. Opa's <laughs> Come back and, and chat with us next time. You're not going to chat. Just we're going to uh-huh. chat. But, you know, be with us while we chat. And then come find us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you then. <laughs> this, this sign-off has gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. Annyeong! <laughs> Ha <laughs>